0: and happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Uh, For me personally, it's been an emotional couple of weeks as a father. Our daughter graduated from high school, and those days right before graduation have a lot of extra activities in them. There are awards nights and, and sports banquets and open houses and commencements and baccalaureate services and uh, it's been really great to see our daughter celebrated for her academic and athletic achievements, and then at these activities, you know, teachers would come up to us and other parents would come up to us and speak of Gracie's kindness. Uh, she really is a great kid. I don't know why. Uh, I've just kind of, uh, I've just kind of chalked it up to superior genetics and exceptional parenting. <laughs> but as I looked around this week, I saw teachers and church youth group leaders and former Sunday school teachers and neighbors and aunts and uncles, all who have encouraged and built into our kid. I saw the whole village principal at work in a single glance around each room. And while I like to believe that her parents played a a role, a key role in her development, I know that our daughter is who she is because of many people and because of the sheer grace of God. And this is true, by the way, even if your child did not receive a lot of awards last week, your kid and mine are in the hands of our good God. Angie and I have logged a lot of time in the bleachers cheering at sporting events. It's what parents do, right? And right now it's softball. And toward the end of a spring season, you know teams are eliminated, and the better your team does, the longer you play, um, prompting many parents at the end of a long season to begin to cheer against their own children, (laughs) because sometimes this is time for it to be over. Uh, Gracie did not expect to still be playing softball on the day of the Taylor Swift concert, to which she had been invited by some friends. And she told her coach that if they kept winning, she would not be able to play on Saturday afternoon because of the Taylor Swift concert, and the coach said, I don't care about Taylor Swift, (laughs) prompting a gasp from all these teenage girls at his blasphemy. And sure enough, they kept winning on Saturday, and so... Uh, and she's got mixed feelings about this because she wants to get down to the concert. And so from the bleachers, I Google search Taylor Swift songs, and I begin to incorporate the titles into my Cheers to Her from the bleachers. I would just, uh, shake it off, baby girl. Uh, they, they, they got bad blood. Um, I have no idea what I'm saying. And uh, not in their wildest dreams, I say. And, and as my daughter heads now off to college, uh, my my cheerleader role is going to shift and change, but I will remain her ardent cheerleader. And I want to talk with you today about the gift of encouragement, about the ministry of encouragement, parent to child, child to parent, spouse to spouse, friend to friend. And I'd like to explore this idea of encouragement by studying the life of a man that we met together in our study of the book of Acts. Our nine-month study of the book of Acts concluded last Sunday, or did it? Because we're going to go back to the book of Acts today a little bit. You remember the main character in the book of Acts, other than the Holy Spirit... Is the Apostle Peter in the first half of the book of Acts, and the Apostle Paul in the later part of the book of Acts? But I have become enamored with a lesser character, a guy who is easy to overlook. His given name was Joseph, but the apostles gave to him the nickname Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. What do you have to do to earn the nickname, son of encouragement? And we're going to find out today, and we're going to find out about the indispensable nature of encouragement in the life of everybody. Now, you likely have had some sons and daughters of encouragement in your life. Uh, When you succeed, they cheer as if they had succeeded themselves. They rejoice when you rejoice. They mourn when you mourn. Uh, Just being around them energizes you. They help you become a better person. And sons and daughters of encouragement are some of God's greatest gifts to us. But you have also likely had in your life sons and daughters of discouragement. And they take us down. And when you're around them, you feel the life and energy draining from your body. And today we're going to learn from Barnabas what it means to be a son or daughter of encouragement. And you'll excuse me if sometimes I just refer to son of encouragement. That was Barnabas' nickname, son of encouragement. And you understand I'm speaking to both women and men today. This morning's sermon could be categorized as a character study. Rather than look at one passage, we're going to trace the life of Barnabas as it's unfolding throughout the book of Acts. So let's begin. We're going to look today at five things sons of encouragement do. And as we go through each one, I want you to ask yourself, uh, who plays this role in your life and for whom do you play this role? For example, the first one is this, five things sons of encouragement do. Sons of encouragement encourage through word and deed. This is not just about shouting kind words from the bleachers. This goes much deeper than that. We first meet this man Barnabas in Acts chapter 4, and this is what it says. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, there it is, sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. This is our first glimpse at the character of this one that the apostles called Barnabas. Now Joseph was a Levite, and at this time in history, Levites uh, served the temple, not as the highest order of priests or as the high priests, but they would serve the temple as musicians or doorkeepers or maybe even temple guards. And every male Levite was to devote part of his time to serving in the temple, but Barnabas couldn't do that because he lives in Cyprus, A great distance away. He was part of a group that had been exiled, forced to leave their homeland, and now some of these exiles are allowed to return, and Barnabas is part of that group. Now growing up outside of Israel, Barnabas would have spoken primarily Greek, not Hebrew as the people who grew up inside Israel spoke. And you remember in the book of Acts, there was this big conflict, this, this big debate in Acts chapter 6 between the Hebrew-speaking Jews and the Greek-speaking Jews. But Barnabas wasn't a part of that. Barnabas could have been bitter for the injustice of growing up in exile. He could have been bitter for returning to his homeland and experienced prejudice from the native-born Hebrew-speaking Jews, but he didn't, he didn't get into that. Instead, he devoted himself to encouraging and helping other people, and here he does it in the most tangible of ways. He sees poverty around him, and so he sells his land and gives the money away. And his tangible expression is encouraging not just to the poor, but to the whole church. And this is where he gets that nickname. His encouragement worked its way out through generosity. Who who has done this for you? And for whom have you played this role? Encouraging in word and deed. Another thing sons of encouragement do is they believe the best about you. Before Paul's conversion, remember, he was persecuting Christians. At that time, his name was Saul. Remember, his name was changed also from Saul to Paul. Saul, Paul, same guy. And he was overseeing the the hunting of Christians. Uh, They would find them and and persecute them, even oversaw their killing at times. And this is what the book of Acts says uh, here. Uh, When Paul came to Jerusalem... He tried to join the disciples, right? He he became a Christian, he wants to join the disciples now, but they were all afraid of him, not believing that he really was a disciple. Of course they were suspicious. This has been the persecutor, and now he wants to join the team? What? They don't want him in, and here's the key words, but Barnabas. They don't want him, but Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles, He told them how Saul, Paul, on his journey had seen the Lord and that the Lord had spoken to him and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. Who's going to sponsor the new guy? Who's going to sponsor the former persecutor? Sons of encouragement believe the best About you. Sons of encouragement believe that you can really change. Sons of encouragement believe what the Apostle Paul would write later that by the power of God, you and I can become a new creation. Barnabas was willing to take a risk on Paul. Now, here's the caveat it wasn't a foolish risk. People who are the Barnabas in our life, sons and daughters of encouragement, being that does not mean that you allow abusive people to continue abusing you in some naive hope that one day it will magically stop. It takes discernment to know when and how to believe in somebody else. This does not mean that you tolerate abuse. But the inclination of a son of encouragement is to believe the best, Barnabas says, look at how his life has changed everybody. Look how he's opened himself up to God. Look how he's preaching the same gospel that we preach. You can trust him. And they do. The apostles believe in Paul largely because Barnabas believed in Paul. And Barnabas becomes a bridge builder between the apostles and Paul. And that bridge building extended eventually to all of us. Anybody think we could use a few more bridge builders in the church? And I start to wonder, what would, have, what would have happened if Paul had not had Barnabas? What if there had not been a Barnabas in his life? And thankfully, uh, we, don't, we don't know. Paul had a Barnabas there. Sons of encouragement believe the best about you. Who, who does that for you? Sons of encouragement challenge us to be more. Right? Sons of encouragement aren't just people that agree with you all the time. They actually stand up for what's right, even when it means challenging you. This is what it says in Acts chapter 11. Now those who have been scattered by the persecution in connection with Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, telling the message only to the Jews. Remember, initially the ministry went only to the Jews. Some of them, however, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people, non-Jewish people, Greek people, Gentile people, believed and turned to the Lord. And remember, this is very confusing for them at first, that people outside of their ethnic tribe were actually coming to Jesus as well. News of this reached the ears of the church at Jerusalem. What does all this mean? And who did they send for the job? They sent Barnabas. Of course they did. He's the right man for this job. They sent Barnabas to Antioch to sort it out. When Barnabas arrived and saw the evidence of the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. Barnabas was a good man. Full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. Barnabas was the first person to welcome Gentiles, non Jewish people, into the church. When other people didn't want to do it because they felt Gentiles were unclean, Barnabas welcomed them in. And Barnabas would do battle for the Gentiles at the Council of Jerusalem in Acts 15. Barnabas is not a weak, pushover kind of guy, he's an encourager. But he can stand up for what's right and he can confront when necessary. Notice in verse 23, it said Barnabas, encourage them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. Encourage them. And this word encourage could have been translated, as this word is translated elsewhere in the Bible, it could have been translated exhort or beseech. Right? Paul uses this word a lot. I beseech you, I exhort you, I challenge you to present yourselves, to present your bodies to God as living sacrifices. Right? A son of encouragement will sometimes get right in, your, right in your face. A son of encouragement won't let you settle for anything less than God's best for you. They will lovingly push you to be all that God made you to be. They care enough to confront you when you're holding back or stopping short or going down the wrong path. Right? They're the ones that say to you, you can do better. You can run faster. You can think deeper. You can love more fully. You can set the bar higher. Who is it that challenges you like that in your life? And who do you challenge like that? Another thing that sons of encouragement do, they rejoice in helping others succeed. Now we're still in Acts chapter 11 when it goes on and says, Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. Paul, Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. Barnabas brought Paul to Antioch. For a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people and, and in Antioch, the disciples were first called Christians. Uh, so Barnabas brings Saul Paul under his wing, not just to bless the people at Antioch, but to disciple and mentor this new convert named Saul. It's for his own benefit too. And Paul and Barnabas, Barnabas and Paul, become a powerful team. And for a season, their names will be linked together like a dynamic duo, like Lewis and Clark. Batman and Robin, Simon and Garfunkel, Captain and Tennille, Laverne and Shirley. Like Donnie and Marie, Thelma and Louise, Ernie and Bert, Calvin and Hobbes. Like Wayne and Garth, Hans and Chewie, Mario and Luigi, Phineas and Ferb. Has everyone heard a duo they recognize in there somewhere? Because I'm, be, kind of be, I'm trying to be multi-generational. Now notice whose name is first. In ancient writings, the order matters, and we read this in Acts 12. When Barnabas and Saul had finished their mission, they returned from Jerusalem, taking John, also called Mark. Barnabas and Saul. In early Acts, Barnabas' name always appears first. He is the leader, and this is the way it appears in Acts 9 through 13. And after chapter 13, their names invert not only do they invert, sometimes we see uh, lines like this uh, in Acts 13, 13. From Paphos, Paul and his companions sailed to Perga. Barnabas was there. He was, his name's not even mentioned. He's like Roebuck and Sears and Roebuck, whatever happened. He's like Sonny and Sonny and Cher. He just, he's left out entirely. And from this point on in the book of Acts, when their names are mentioned together, Paul will be mentioned first. They become Paul and Barnabas. There's a couple exceptions when they go back to Jerusalem, but it's clear now that Paul has become the leader. Paul has top billing. Do you think that bothered Barnabas? You think Barnabas is jealous of Paul's status? No. He rejoices in this. He is a son of encouragement. His life isn't about himself. Paul's ministry will go on to become far more visible and widespread than his own and no one rejoices in that fact more than Barnabas himself. This is not about him. Barnabas is not some petty guy. His life is about much more than just his own self-advancement. Who's like that for you? Lastly, sons of encouragement, never give up on you. Right? They never give up on you. When you fail, because you do and you will, who is the first one to offer you a second chance? This is the way it played out in the book of Acts. Sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, right? Paul said to Barnabas, let us go back and visit the brothers in all the towns where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they're doing. Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, with them. But Paul did not think it wise to take Mark Because Mark had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in the work. They, Paul and Barnabas, had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and left, commended by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. He went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. Paul and Barnabas have a sharp disagreement. Paul wants to ditch Mark on their tour, and Barnabas wants to give him a second chance. Of course he did. This is so Barnabas. He wants to give a second chance. Now, Paul and Mark, we know they eventually reconcile, and we know this because in 2 Timothy, Paul is writing from prison in Rome, and he sends for Mark. Send Mark to me, for he has been useful in my ministry. So Paul got there eventually, but Barnabas didn't need any time at all. Barnabas's nature was to offer people a second chance. Sons and daughters of encouragement are people who do not give up on you. When you fail, they stand with you. When you mess up, they're the ones who do not run away. You cannot live, you cannot grow without some sons and daughters of encouragement in your life. So find them, treasure them, thank them. And if you've got someone like that in the room today, right after this service, find that person and say, you have been a Barnabas to me. Think hard. Who plays the role of Barnabas in your life and for whom do you play the role of Barnabas? Your answer to these questions are essential to life and growth. Today is Father's Day, and I personally want to resolve to be more of a Barnabas in the life of my kids. Now, I've, I've done that, but not to the extent that I should or that I could. And Dad, I just want to say it's, it's not too late, no matter how old your kids are on this. I have one more dad story, and then we're done. I was invited to be the commencement speaker at my daughter's graduation ceremony. This is an honor that would not have been mine were it not for the fact that she attends a small Christian school. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Honestly, the whole thing was really a lot of pomp and circumstance. Thank you. Thank you. I wore a black academic robe like the rest of the faculty and I processed in the formal procession and I sat in the front row right next to the superintendent. And I picked up the program that was on my chair and opened it and saw in the program introduction of the speaker, Grace McKee. And then when I got to that part of the program, after the music and after the student speakers, Gracie went to the podium. And she gave at first the regular somewhat sterile biography. She said, our speaker today, she she didn't say my dad, she said, our speaker today has a master of divinity degree from Princeton and a a doctor of of ministry from from Asbury. Uh, He has been the pastor of Ward Church in Northville, Michigan since 2009. He has pastored churches in the United States and in England. And then it turned. And she said, our speaker is also my dad, my mentor and my role model. She said, this remarkable man <laughs> inspires me through determination of whatever life throws his way. I've seen him face hardships with faith and optimism. She said, I hope that one day I can be as brave, wise, and faithful as my dad. Right? and Tears are streaming down my face. And I thought, what a, what a good judge of character she is. No, I thought. What have I done to deserve her admiration? When did she become a daughter of encouragement to her dad? I'm supposed to get up and speak after this. I've got tears on my cheek and snot on my chin, and I made <laughs> made quite an impression. Parents encourage your children. Children, encourage your parents. Don't wait for a eulogy at a funeral someday. Husbands, encourage your wives. Wives, encourage your husbands. Friends, encourage your friends. The gift of encouragement is more life giving than you realize. Let's pray. God of grace and goodness. We gather today as followers of Christ in no small measure because of the role Barnabas played in the early church, because he believed in outsiders, because he was able to lay aside prejudice, because he believed all people should be invited into your kingdom. Thank you, God, for Barnabas, and thank you for placing people like him in our lives and in our church. Make each of us more and more daughters and sons of encouragement that we may call spiritual greatness out of each other. This we pray in Jesus' name for the glory of our good God. And the whole church agreed and said together,